Welcome again to the Mike Race Podcast. You're here walking along the upper region of Crumbin Waters, Gold Coast, with Mike Race. So welcome, 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 welcome. I'm walking along here today, connected with this theme around prosperity embodiment, and embodying that major frequency, that balancing of heart and mind, is having a different perspective of prosperity and abundance ultimately can shift the conditional programming around it. So what I mean by that is when we think of prosperity and we have our heart goals and mission and passion, it can be very much driven towards that goal. And the driver of that is really important. Where we're we're thinking from the end, the end, the wish fulfilled, or for, for Santiago and the Alchemist, we have that desired treasure. But as talked about in the Alchemist, and as referenced by Neville Goddard, the ability to receive that goal, that vision, is about how we embody it within, how much we appreciate the journey. <laughs> so it's this paradox, isn't it? which is why reality change is so subtle with this and effective reality change more than trying to fight against something or move, you know, a step on other people's toes to get what we want, to realise we're really just fighting mirrors or reflections of ourselves and never feeling satisfied, is to do somewhat of the opposite, is to hold the vision of our goal, hold that passion, purpose, inspiration, drive, no matter how long it takes, like to feel as if it's already been given. Ask and it is given. Because it's all a test of faith, isn't it? And it reminds me, as I'm walking here, I'm thinking back when I walked eight years ago now. It was around about this time. At this point, I'd walked more than 1,500 kilometres along the, the Isles Way in France. It's showing up to the Camino Francaise, which is the French wave, the French wave that becomes Spain. And I'd walked along this route, I'd met all these people, I'd had all these interesting experiences, and what was happening for me was I did, I had this desire to finish. I had this goal, and it was really helpful to have the goal, to, to move towards the goal. So goals like planning and even structures in their way are very effective but as I got to this point and I, I le learned to let go a lot more and not so be attached to all the forcing and the fighting and, and the trying to outdo and outcompete against everybody in my rally I learned to appreciate the moment yeah I got to this point about 45 kilometers from Santiago and the last few days leading up to this was just frustrating because what happens on the Camino Francais, the main, which is commonly the main Camino de Santiago, but there are multiple Caminos which lead to Santiago. But when we talk about the way, the Camino, it's predominantly the Camino Francais. But yes, as I'd spent that last few days, what happens on the last 100 kilometres leading to Santiago, at least on the Spanish side, you know, on the Camino Francais perspective, is a lot more people join the route and so it becomes rather than yeah 
relatively a solitary walking exercise, it becomes like a busy day at the park. And there's just everybody everywhere, which is not a bad thing if you want to socialize, connect with people, but then that flows into where you stay in the evening. It's very hard to get a, a spot in the dorm. Everything becomes busy again. Because there's somewhat of that return to society, to reality. And it doesn't feel like the Camino. It doesn't feel like this is what the Camino experience is about. It feels more about, <laughs> I just want this over and done with. Which is not what we really want from the goal, from the vision, from the purpose. When we're moving towards a goal, and I'm happy, sometimes we do have to do the things. And part of that is just moving forward with that vision and, and really being persistent and focused. But we don't ever want to feel like we're rushing against it. But what happened for me in this, this experience of the last few days is I, I grew tired of my, my walking spirits. I got tired of it. I was over it. And what happened is I just was like, I'm ready to, to move forward. I'm ready to stop being around all this frequency, this busyness. And I did. I took inspired action. So I, I remember getting up I, before I even made that decision. I booked it in Selbergi, which is like a hostel. And I just was a bit over it all. And I went and sat up on top of the hill. Like, why am I doing something that I don't enjoy? Why don't I just walk 45 kilometers in one day? Get up early, move towards my goal. Don't be so focused on the external, the, the difficult situations. Take the inspired action that I can take. And that's what I did. I got up at 3, 4 o'clock that morning, got all my gear ready, had my phone torch ready, you know, to walk in the dark, just ready to make that, that move. And of course, what happened was, I'd, even though I thought I'd charge my phone, my, charge by, I had a little torch, both and somehow not charged during the night. I, I knocked the button or whatever. And so it was very easy for me to think, well, maybe I just go back to bed. Maybe I'll repeat the same day that I've had the last few days. Maybe i walk 20 today, another 20. But then I've got that same experience of can't find a place to sleep, frustrated by everybody's busyness, around in a frequency that doesn't really feel resonant. So I decided that, well, I'm just going to walk anyway. And so I walked, I walked. I'm like, maybe a path or an opportunity will open up. Maybe I'm able to see. And gradually my phone battery began to dwindle. But what happened... But yeah, when I started to hit the forest, I could see someone about 100 metres ahead of me. And they had a torch. And they're walking through dense forest. And that was enough for me to kind of use as a guide to, to get my way along the Santiago. The next two hours, I, I was in that vicinity. They didn't wait for me. And then I rushed to wait for them. But up until, you know, between 4.30 and 6.30, or when the sun become, began to rise, it was enough, you know? So... Taking that inspired action to listen to my heart and my passion did move me forward on that. But at the same time, what it was about was not so much of trying to fight the environment, it was listening to the inner hunches. And my inner hunches, my intuition was telling me to, to take that risk. See, what it feels like for me, and you might be in a similar position wherever you're at with your goals, I can explain it very simply for me personally. You know, we know with a, an iPhone charger, for example, 
you know, rather than an Android charger. Um, certain devices plug into certain frequencies, you know? And we know if we have a goal for an unconditionally loving relationship, we need to match that frequency of that. And if we're running an old Motorola from back in the day that doesn't feel we're very worthy, and it's consistently looking or consistently look at other people to affirm our worth, we're not a match to that high vibrational relationship. So it's very simple that we know we have to be the vibrational match to it. But can we accept that? Well, the difficulty is when our attention is so drawn in to everything going on around us, it keeps the same repetition of reality in place. That Motorola, <laughs> you might not know what Motorola, but Motorola was sold in the, the early 90s before Nokia, and Nokia gradually became Samsung, and Samsung's had a bit of the renaissance, but then it was Apple, etc. You get the idea. But it's quite clear that we have to match the frequency of what we intend to embody. But while we're so preoccupied with why it's missing, or trying to fight through to get there, it blocks it off. So that's the, the real power around faith. And that was that faith that got me walking that day, thinking, 45 kilometers, I hadn't walked any more than 40 in one day, and that was with other people, you know, walking in the dark, not knowing the way. I had to have the leap of faith with that. But the leap of faith wasn't for me, it wasn't a 3D type leap of faith. It was leaping to a different frequency or version of myself. And that's what I think all these manifestations are about when we have that inspired desire with it and we've opened up the heart. We're encouraged to actually allow what we desire, the we, the I am, the inspired, unconditional, loving part of this, which is in calling a thought, to be received. But sometimes the way it arrives and the way it manifests is, well, generally, not sometimes, most of the time, it arises not how we expected it. Because the how it arrives, the manifested reality that we're calling forward, it's not really our job. It's somewhat of the job of the, the divine, our higher self, our alignment with the frequency that we embody. Because if we always knew the outcome before it arrived, we, we, wouldn't we really take the action? Is there really anything magical about a reality where we're actually planning, controlling everything? Well, it's like continually moving around the same circle. But when we're talking about reality consciousness, we're stepping outside the circle. We're actually shifting to a different version of ourselves. I think part of the, on, on any path towards our dream, and that's why The Alchemist is so popular by Paulo Coelho, is it's a story that we can all relate to. It's very allegorical. It's ultimately about when we have that desire, that vision, that purpose, that goal, that's been inspired within us, and we begin to take actions towards it. Not actions from the doing, but the, the action of what's our intuition telling us? Is it telling us to walk 45 k's in one day? Is it telling us to go on a holiday to a foreign location that we might not know anyone, but we've got to trust? Is it telling us to quit our job and do something completely different? Sometimes when we're moving, it, it can feel like a bit of both. It can feel like we're, our mind and our head's very much in, the, in that decision, at the same time that our heart is also calling for the change. So the inspired action, as talked about the alchemist, is just taking one step forward attracts the people to us. 
And sometimes that action can also be non-action. You know, when we're a busy person and we're used to chasing things and making things happen, that's okay if that's our personality and our, don our identity is what's used to. We can be there goal-driven from the personality basis, our mind basis. But when we're wanting to access the heart, it might be the opposite. We, we're told to stop taking action. To let things happen a little bit more. To be patient. So this is it. everything I'm getting out here on that journey is all coming down to faith. But faith is like a muscle that you also work on at the gym. Just like faith is it's synonymous with intuition for me. Because faith is the, the trust that what has been inspired within you, called for you, that the feeling to pursue or allow to receive, is, is already going to be received and has been heard and will come forward in your reality. But the only way you can perceive and allow it for it to be received is through intuition. So faith is one with intuition, but to practice faith, to develop it, is to keep listening to the heart, is to do things with the, the personality wouldn't necessarily always do. So, I don't want to over-conceptualise this, and while I, I talk about all this in my books, particularly meeting Mary Magdalene, the Morrigan, the High Priestess of Avalon, the, the full story of walking the Camino through Arles and France, yeah, Arles, France and Spain and Portugal in 2015, there's a lot of story, there's a narrative of me diarising what I'm experiencing while walking. But what is the greater wisdom personally for me, I feel, is how it compares to the alchemist that we had that vision, that desire, and whether it is to have that unconditionally loving relationship, career, passion, when we take that first step forward, we strengthen that trust, faith, muscle. And the more we walk that road of our heart, even when things get a bit difficult, where we sometimes might not know which way forward, but we keep coming back to the body, back to the body, even if we have to stop, you know, the stopping to listen to the heart is still an inspired action going forward, rather than trying to force our way or we have to tell our ego, I'm done with this, or I'm not doing it anymore. But to really stop, to feel is to continue developing this faith, this this awareness. And that's what's happening here with these journeys of our heart and entrepreneurs and thought leaders and people talk about this. It's somewhat of a blind journey. It's a bit of a journey through the dark because we don't know how it's going to happen, how it's going to manifest. But our job is really to keep moving forward without having any evidence of it. Because the ironic thing around it is the ability for whatever you've called for to arrive that's been inspired within you, designed within you, is when we're not so attached to it as well, because we've already embodied it. So the trust that it's answered, that it's received, that you've asked and it is given, often releases the tension around it, doesn't it? And because we're not so tense about its absence, we enjoy the moment, we enjoy the journey. We enjoy the walking, the movement, and we enjoy other parts of our reality. And that's the, the point of this also, that when we're in the joy frequency, joy is a higher vibrational frequency, it's more attractive. It's that metaphor of what I've talked about earlier with the, the, the connection, the devices and the frequency. 
Joy is a frequency that's attractive to allow people into our reality to help facilitate our dreams. And as happens with Santiago and the alchemist, he is in that frequency, particularly because he's in nature. And this is where reframing prosperity had a different perspective. Prosperity, embodiment, worthiness can also be aligned with being in the heart, feeling worthy. Because as we feel unconditionally lovingly worthy, we feel safe. We feel like we don't have to either pursue a goal because we're trying to affirm worth, you know? That's a subtle thing. When we actually allow that worthiness to be felt innate, we're trusting in life, that frequency attracts not just the desired goal to us, it creates more opportunities, more projects. For me, when I began walking this, this Camino back in 15, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted. I'd almost given up. <laughs> I guess I was somewhat open to the, whatever experiences were shifting through. I deeply, it's always what inspired that desired relationship. I wanted that unconditionally loving relationship, which hadn't really worked for me to that point. Either when I'd had situations like that, temporarily I'd self-sabotaged it, I just didn't feel worthy of it. <laughs> so for my ability to receive that and also the writing journey, I had to be in the state where I wasn't chasing anymore. I had to believe in my own worth, you know? A part of believing in that, for me personally, was actually falling over a few times, making a few mistakes, admitting those mistakes, and not taking myself so seriously. Because as I began to see, even if I made mistakes or not, did things or not, achieved things or not, none of them really affirm my worth. Because worthiness is an inner frequency. It's innate. But it's like, for me personally, it's like media and everything we consume and even when we go with certain systems, we encourage you to pursue goals, you know? Our goals are great, like I said, but goals shouldn't be the definer of worth. It can be helpful to see all this as a play, a game. And by that I mean, when we have that lightness of about everything we do, and no matter how serious things are, yes, it's important to have focus towards those goals. But if we're focused on our heaviness, we're not accessing the joy. And because we're not enjoying, we're not enjoying ourselves, we just get more things to fight against, more thoughts to consume our identity. So that's really the gist of what I wanted to say without over-conceptualizing it. It's natural to have goals. It's natural to have desires, you know? And the ability for those desires to be received for me personally, it's helpful to recognize that the desires within you are coming forward for somewhat of the reason. Because it's the inspired I am unconditionally loving part of you that wants them, the cause of them, that's asked and is allowing and giving them. So both the divine part of you is asking and the divine part of you is receiving. Because that's what you're here to do, to expand, to create, to enjoy life, to enjoy reality. But neither it's asking, nor it's giving and receiving, defines the sovereign I am unconditionally loving worthiness who you already are.
Bye for now.